What does it mean for us to be whole? This is the theme for uh, this month, for April. And recently, I was asked to answer this question. It was posed among a list of other questions, and the idea was that you were to answer them very quickly, writing the first thing that came to mind. Some of the other questions left me wondering and pondering, but I was struck by how quickly my response to this question flowed from my pen. For me, wholeness is a two-sided coin. On one side, it means to be at peace with where you are in the world on this journey. And while the other side, simultaneously striving to be more. It is loving who you are today and knowing that there can be a better you tomorrow. Wholeness isn't about perfection, and it isn't about finding the pieces of you that are missing. Instead, it's about accepting the beautifully flawed person that you are right here, right now. I think this applies not only to our ourselves, but also to us as a congregation, as a people of faith. There is so much work that we do to bring change to the world, and yet there is also so much to be done. And that work must always start right here and right here, within our walls. We must ask ourselves, how do we, as Unitarian Universalist Church of Loudoun, honor the individual search for wholeness? And how does our individual wholeness add to the collective wholeness? Martin Luther King Jr. wrote in his letter from the Birmingham jail, I can't be what I ought to be until you are what you ought to be. We are wrapped up in one another. In order for us to be truly whole, we must accept, embrace, and love all that is a part of each of us. And it's not enough to just say these words. We must live them in our daily lives. I recently came across a piece written by Reverend Carol Thomas Sissel about the importance of living in to the promise of our words. Reverend Sissel is a settled minister at State College in Pennsylvania, And she says this in her piece titled, Words Matter. Diverse, multicultural, inclusive, welcoming. If I made a list of every single Unitarian Universalist congregation I have served, visited, or worshipped at, they would have a few things in common, including these words. Perhaps on the front of the order of service, or scrolling across the homepage of their website. Maybe they've been emblazoned on the rainbow-colored banner hanging in the sanctuary. 
wherever they are, more often than not. These words are proudly combined with another expression that has been embraced in everyday UU vernacular. All are welcome here. The congregations, churches, and fellowships on my list all have one or more of these words proudly on display. I know why they are used so freely. Initially, I feel embraced by them. There is a warmth of recognition when my eyes first catch and capture their sight. A sense of being acknowledged and valued moves from heart to head, and then a smile settles on my lips. My heart blooms. I feel the welcome table has been set before me, and I am eager to pull up a chair. How many of us have felt this same way when we walked in these doors and read these words? I know I did. But Reverend Cecil goes on to say this. All this takes place in an unmeasurable instant. In that next moment, it is tempered. I remember past experiences and unconsciously recalculate and measure my response. The petals of my heart close a bit. Protecting the delicate stigma and stamen that lie within. Fear of disappointment rises within me like the sun. I love those words. I want what they promise. But I have been repeatedly disappointed. It is not simply enough to print, the wor- print them on the order of service or in a newsletter. They must have meaning and intention at their core. A desire for multicultural worship is wonderful, but it will not flower if that seed of yearning is not nurtured by a commitment and a plan. Longing for diversity of race, gender, or age is only the beginning. It calls for caring and creative programming, Our congregations are primarily white, female, and over 60. If we are to serve into the future, that must change. I believe that we can transform first ourselves and then the world. I am injured repeatedly when we do not. When we use words just for the sake of using them, I am hurt. Without true resolve, planning, and measurable goals behind the things I see, my trust and hope is broken anew. Why does it hurt? Every time I see those words, I feel the possible revival of Unitarian Universalism germinating in the soil of spirit. I have seen the transformation begin to take place. So yes, I am hopeful, hopeful, but weary. On too many occasions and in too many places, 
These words and ideals which they carry are given lip service. Words matter. They lift us and hold us. They illuminate the future and shower us with possibilities. When misused, they hurt. Verbal cuts and abrasions sting. Language leaves wounds that become scars. Words matter. If you and your congregation are not ready to meet the promises you craft and then share them with the world, stop publishing them. Please don't invite me to sit at your table unless you have a warm, satisfying meal to serve. It doesn't have to be a gourmet feast. A potluck is fine. The souffle may only have risen halfway. The cookies might be burned on the edges. The pasta can be overcooked. That's okay. I'm starving. What it must be is fulfilling, real, made with love, and ready to be eaten. Remember, I believe what you say and write. Words matter. The first time I read these words, I was sitting alone in my living room. And when I finished the page, tears were streaming down my face. They took my breath away and left me frozen in place. How many times have I said something and not lived up to it? How many people have I hurt in that process? And what do we as a congregation say we believe but could more fully live into? The first line of our mission is that we value and embrace diversity But what is our plan to live into that value? And once we've done what we planned, what's next? Creating a diverse worship space is not about checking a box on a to-do list. We did that. It's not about doing a thing and then moving on. If we truly value diversity, we must continue to look for new ways to make space for that diversity in our worship and in our lives. We also say that all are welcome here. But what do we do to ensure that the wholeness of each of us is embraced and loved when we walk through those doors? How do we welcome the stranger? How do we welcome those who sit in our pews each week but remain unknown to us? I, too, believe that transformation must first begin within our own individual hearts. But it can't end there. We must find ways in our daily lives to live into these ideas and beliefs. They don't have to be grand gestures. In fact, sometimes the smallest of things can have the greatest impact. 
and they don't have to be perfect. We will make mistakes. We will hurt one another in the process. It will happen. I have heard Reverend Alice speak many times of the importance of staying in community with one another. When we are hurt or we hurt someone else, we don't take our ball and go home. We work through it together. I chose the title of this sermon and the song that we played in the video before it began, Draw the Circle Wide, because I believe that it is the responsibility of those of us on the inside of the circle, whether it be a circle of friendship and relationship or one where white privilege has been the norm, or a circle related to gender identity. It is the responsibility of those of us who stand inside the circle to push at the edges and widen that circle, to be more inclusive. Those of us who benefit from white privilege must be the ones to say it's not okay. It is not up to those who have been marginalized and oppressed to do so. And it starts inside each of us. Similarly, I stand before you today as a cisgender female, meaning that I identify with the gender I was assigned at birth. I have the privilege of walking into a room and having those around me know that I prefer pronouns she, her, and hers. Not all of us have that same experience. We say that all are welcome here, but what do we do for our beloved friends whose experience is different from our own? How do we embrace and love all that they are? How do we show that every part of you is welcome here? One gesture might be to add our preferred pronoun labels to our name tags. And I recognize, even as I say this, that there are those among us who prefer no gender labels. But what would it mean to someone who is seeking to share their identity, their authentic self, to walk into a room and see gender labels on name tags? What message would that send about who we are as a community? How would it show that we strive to live into the words that we say? All are welcome here. Last summer, I had the opportunity to attend General Assembly. This is a time when Unitarian Universalists from across the country come together to worship, learn, connect, and make policies for our association through the democratic process. When I registered for the week, I was prompted 
to list my preferred pronouns if I wanted to include them on my name tag. This was the first time I had been given this opportunity, and it initially gave me pause. Why did I need to list my pronouns? As I said, my gender has never been a question for me. And then I realized that is exactly why I needed to list my pronouns. To draw the circle wide, to stand side by side with my transgender friends. This gesture, seemingly small, says I see you, all of you. Today I ask each of you, if given the opportunity, would you include your pronouns on your name tag? I've printed out labels, and I'll leave them in the back and some in the first pew. If you feel called to do so, please add your gender labels to your name tag. And whether you decide to do this or not, may we all be conscious in the days to come of the circles we stand inside of. Our words do indeed matter. May we choose them wisely. May we live into their full potential And once we think we've drawn the circle wide, may we look again and draw it wider still until the day when we all stand side by side. May it be so. Blessed be and amen.